The hurling club. He said he'd how much he hated Cork as well. This fella just seems to hate everybody, right? So this is why I haven't joined the podcast just yet. I think I might leave it up. We might get a bit heated. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Gaelic football on off the ball with AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Paddy Andrews, we had a busy weekend, two double headers here in Crow Park. Overall, what did you make of, of the weekend? Yeah, busy weekend, massive crowds. It was the full house today and nearly 60,000 there yesterday. Everyone was looking forward to this weekend. There were some brilliant ties. The game probably turned out a little bit more underwhelming than we would have hoped. I thought Kerry's performance yesterday, what a way to kick off the weekend, totally dismantling Tyrone. A real statement performance. We were waiting on the All Ireland champions to, to, to come and show that in 2023, and they saved their best performance for yesterday. With a, very much a slow burner in the second quarter final last night, um, but the excitement in the final five minutes, obviously, with Reno O'Neill scoring and Conor McManus rolling back the years again, and a penalty shootout, another defeat for Armagh. So, man, and into a semi final. And then today, Probably the most straightforward of, of predictions was, was Derry to kind of have a bit too much for Cork and it turned out that way. It wasn't a brilliant Derry performance, but, but 112 to 18, they, they, they kind of kept Cork at arm's length and Derry kind of very much still under the radar, progressed to an All-Ireland semi-final. And then the, the one that I suppose everyone was waiting for was that Dublin Mayo game, a brilliant first half and you got the sense this is going to be an, another classic Dublin Mayo encounter. But that second half performance from Dublin was every bit as good as what we seen from Kerry yesterday. It was a real statement performance from them as well. So probably we expect we might be here with extra time and penalties for that last game with, with Dublin and Mayo, but it just didn't, didn't turn out that way. But um, the two probably pre-championship favourites have really showed their strength this, this weekend. And they go into a semi-final. We've got Kerry and Derry in two weeks' time and Dublin Monaghan. A big weekend for Jack O'Connor and for Desi Farrell. Yeah, it's really exciting. Draw just on a few minutes ago, so we'll, we'll chat about that in a minute. Derry Cork, we'll talk about that first. One point in it at half time. Not a lot of scores in in the first half. Not very exciting, really. <laughs> but yeah, it opened up a little bit then. Come the come the second half. Yeah, but I, I think Cork been pretty happy with that first half. If you're yeah. John Cleary to be six five down, we said both teams really mirror each other in their style of play. They get loads of, but they press the kickouts, and if they lose it, they get everyone back. And that was the case today. That's brought a lot of success for Cork in terms of beating Mayo, beating Roscommon, obviously uh, last weekend as well. Probably surprised to find themselves in a the quarter final, but at half time in that game, they been very happy with their game plan Derry were probably in third gear not really performing and then Cork get the goal Rory Maguire's goal to bring it back to a point in the third quarter of that game and you think this potentially Cork are going to carry on this this run and another upset but the next play Conor Doherty gets the goal for Derry and from that point Derry just controlled the last kind of 15 minutes 15-20 minutes of the game as expected for Cork I, th- I think it's been, still been a really positive six weeks you remember like they lose to Clare in the Munster Championship that's a major upset I think this is going to be a long summer for, for, for Cork but they turned it around acquitted themselves really well in the, in the Sam McGuire group stages obviously be, beating Roscommon last weekend and getting to a quarter final they can take a lot of positives from that and progress for next year but the, you felt with the two teams mirroring each other and their styles of play Derry are just further down the track than that Cork team and I think that showed today Yeah, two big wins for, for Cork over Roscommon and Mayo you mentioned Rory Maguire there in those two games he got 
two points in those games. Yeah, all out attack. Season. Yeah, yeah. Really big season. I know the goal straight away was cancelled out, but what a goal it was, and he's always stepping up for them, which is good to see new players coming and through. That's the thing, the same with, with, with O'Callaghan, Amy McGuire in midfield, Stephen Sherlock. I, I, I think for Cork, there's a bit of frustration that you probably haven't been able to get Sherlock and Hurley together. Hurley's obviously carrying a bit of a knock. He only came in with, with like 20 minutes to go, and probably didn't have as much of an impact. Chrissy McCaig went straight on to him. But the, the big thing for Cork, you're thinking, is can they get back to that? Really be competing at the top table, get back into Division One, challenge and carry in the Munster Championship like they did, you know, that great team that won in All Ireland in 2010. Because they haven't really been at that level for the best part of a decade. And the sense with John Cleary and what they've done in the Championship to date, that there's positive, there's green shoots there for them to take in the next season. And they've got to be looking at a really good spring next year and getting promoted into Division 1. That's where you feel they need to be. It was always going to be big ass with Dublin and Derry in Division 2 this, this year, but I think that that will be a big boost for Cork to go into to, to next spring, and I think that's got to be a key target for them. And they absolutely can take the positives from the last two months in the Championship into next year. Yeah, speaking to John Cleary, it was really their conversion rate that was the problem today. You know, when they're playing against... The, a team like Derry the way they set up when they get their chances they really have to take yeah. them and they felt that they just didn't do that no look, look they had five or six wides in the first half and you, and you felt it's maybe a little bit of an Achilles heel with Cork they, they probably don't have that X factor up front uh, and you felt they were going to find scores hard to come by it was the same probably against Kerry in that game in, in, Pork, in Porky Cueve five or six weeks ago where they, they asked Kerry a lot of questions but that final product that clinical edge up front and that's why you, like ideally you'd like to have Hurley and, and Sherlock playing together where they're sharpshooters we know they can both score but they, they weren't able to get that and you're right against a team like Derry Ash it's like you're not going to get many opportunities you've got to be really really clinical and you felt that was going to be an Achilles heel for Cochrane probably was today and for Derry leaving Crow Park do you think they're going to be happy with that performance? <laughs> they're Derry they're a hard team to get a read on. They, they've been consistent all year. They've won the Ulster Championship. They got promoted from Division 2. They've come through their top their group. They've won today again. But it's not... They're in every team where they're going to be a real blockbuster performance. Their style of play lends itself to be quite clinical. It's com- composed on the ball. They work the ball to the likes of Shane McGuigan or Ethan Doherty or Paul Cassidy. Who, who kind of, Shane McGuigan obviously had a bit of an off day today in front of the post, which is very rare for him. You'd expect him to come back with flying form against Kerry in two weeks' time. But for Derry, it's another... You expected them to win today. They did win. It's a tough draw from now. They play the All-Ireland champions in, in two weeks' time. But they're back in an All-Ireland semi-final. That's where they, they really came up short last year against Galway. You felt they didn't really perform in that game. I, I've been impressing them at different times in the season to date. But, look, they'll have a plan for Kerry. Kerry won't like playing against that, that type of setup that Derry have. And, and they've kind of gone under the radar in a way, which is strange to say as Ulster champions, but in two weeks' time, that, that's their, their season. I, I don't think they'll have enough to beat Kerry, I have to say, but but in terms of, of what are they going to be happy with leaving today, there's things for them to work on, but they're back. Another win, Grenada in the semi-final, but I, I, I just don't think they're going to have the firepower to get over that Kerry, Kerry, uh, Kerry team in two weeks' time. Yeah, when I spoke to Kiramini, he said that that performance today wouldn't be enough no, to go on and, and win an All-Ireland semi-final. I spoke to him about being in Crow Park and can they perform in Crow Park? You know, we talked about it before I went down to speak to him and he said that it's a cheap shot saying things like that, that they have constantly backed it up and they're going to continually prove people wrong. 
Yeah, well, look, look, they beat Clare in the quarter-final last year, but you felt they didn't really perform against Galway in that semi-final. They were up against Dublin here in the National League final. Took, uh, you know, a bit of a beating there, but, but look, that's the nature of it. You felt they were always going to beat Cork today, no matter where the game was played, but it's a positive thing. They've come to Crow Park, they've won a big All-Ireland quarter-final. They're back in the semi-final. So it's just their style of play, which is, is so precise um, and controlled, might lend itself to a, a wide open space like Crow Park and that's where you feel that's an advantage for Kerry Kerry want to move the ball really quickly we've seen it yesterday get the ball up the pitch to, to, to obviously to Clifford and Sean O'Shea and these guys that's going to be a big ass for Derry can they contain that Kerry attack in the, in, in the middle of July in Crow Park that, that, that's the challenge so it's not to be dismissive what Derry have done over the last three years really has been outstanding they're in Division 1 they're back to back Ulster champions they are one of the top teams in the country but I think their style of play um, which is really good in certain instances I, I, I think it's going to come up short against Kerry that's always the worry um, but can they change it up? I, I don't think they're going to change that up in the slightest I think they're going to do the exact same thing they're going to have lots of bodies back they're going to try and be controlled and pick Kerry off but I, I said this from, from, from day one I think that, that game plan will get you to a certain point and they have got some outstanding players Conor Glass I thought was excellent today again Shane McGuigan had a bit of an off day but he's one of the best forwards in the country I think he's been outstanding here today but I, I just don't think it's going to be enough in two weeks time The second game then Dublin Mayo 217 to 11 points you're pretty happy Paddy you didn't hide it <laughs> no I am I was delighted in the end I was nervous coming into this today because no more so than Kerry yesterday Dublin haven't been tested you don't, you don't know where Dublin were at they were in Division 2 of the league the, the Leinster Championship the reality is that it's not really a true test for, for, for that Dublin team so there was that element of the unknown this was their biggest test of the season by a mile today and that first half I thought it was a brilliant first half it was brilliant. intense they go in a point up which was I thought Mayo maybe even shaded that first half and there were some they were causing that Dublin full back line lots of problems Ryan O'Donoghue got three points from play Tommy Connery got two points from play Aidan O'Shea even though he hadn't scored was winning that battle with Davy Byrne and he got the sense can Mayo keep this up there's a massive opportunity for Mayo but that second half performance from Dublin like we said Kerry gave a statement yesterday Dublin won the second half won 11 to 3 points yeah two points from play from Paul Mannion two from Conor Callahan. they get impact off the bench with Kieran Kenny, Paddy Small Dean Rock all chipping and scores and the midfield battle it was kind of cancel each other out I thought Ruan and O'Connor and, and then Fenton and James McCarthy it was kind of no one was really grabbing the game but a scuff from the net but that second half performance from Fenton and James McCarthy was outstanding again and that gave Dublin the platform and uh, look, the winning and losing the game is the f- first five minutes after half time. Dublin outscore Mayo 1 4 to no score, and, and that was all she wrote, really. Mayo just didn't have an answer for, uh, after that. But f- for Dublin, for Desi Farrell, that second half performance was a massive, massive positive for them. And they go and play Monaghan in two weeks' time now, full of confidence off the back of that. Yeah, it feels as well for Dublin that there's certain players that are hitting form. Colin Bescal, like, well, I think all year he's really yeah, hitting form. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's great to see him really coming into his own. He's been around the team for, for quite yeah. a while now, as well as you mentioned there. Like, it, it's unbelievable to see maybe the, the impact off the bench. That's something that Dublin maybe we thought didn't have. Yeah, And that's probably a big impact for them. Yeah, for Colin Bascal, it's the second man of the match of the championship. Mm-hmm. You're right, he's been, he's been around the squad. He was there under Jim Gavin's reign as well. And probably the style Dublin were playing at that time mightn't necessarily suit a column strings yeah. he's so direct he's such a decisive player he's fa- so fast he's you know he, he's not really it's not his strength to kind of keep the ball and that, that nuance side of things but that's what Dublin probably need that that 
pace and penetration and attack and he, he scores 2-2 today he was a torn and Mayo side all day like Porgo Horas on him gets taken off after 32 minutes so for Colin Baskell he's really announced himself and I'm delighted for him and I'm sure Desi Farrell is delighted as well that it's Dublin for years have been kind of going looking to Kieran Kilkenny and Conor Callahan and Fenton we need those guys to win the game for us yeah. and there's no problem with that those guys have that quality and they've done it so many times for Dublin but it's nice to have other guys stand up the likes of Sean Bugler's done it at earlier stages in the championship Cormac Costello as well but Pascal seems to really put his hand up to this is my team now yeah. as well and okay Con was probably a little bit quieter today but Pascal stands up and had, had such an impact on the game so it, that's one of, of many positives from from what this afternoon for Dublin but for his form he, he's more his real leader in the team as well and, and I think if you're Finney Corrie and Monaghan you've got to look at a plan and go yeah okay we need to try and deal with, with, with Khan and Coslo and these guys but someone needs to deal with, with Colin Baskell as well and that's that's a massive plus for him personally but also for Desi Farrell it's, it's a great option to have in that Dublin attack You mentioned as well there James McCarthy he just consistently does it for Dublin you know today he, he was just brilliant and we think back to when he made his debut 2010 I'm going to say yeah 13 sure. years I think it's, it's his 14th season yeah yeah it really is just incredible to see and he still has the pace he still has it all <laughs> unbelievable athleticism from, mm. from James his second half performance there two points from play but just like the throw up at the second half he wins it breaks through the middle pops it off to, to Paul Mannion and that nearly sets the tone for the second half I, like, I, what can you say about James like I've played with him for, for yeah. a decade what a leader he's the captain of the team now just an inspirational player you, th- you think back to last year's All-Ireland semi-final that second half performance against Kerry was one of the best individual 35 minutes I've ever seen from a Dublin player today probably he didn't need to reach those heights but it was just a, a brilliant performance from him again and, and we said it if Dublin are going to win this whole thing and it's kind of you're starting to see on the 30th July you, you could see a Dublin Kerry final mm-hmm. uh, that's what the talk is going to be around but, but, with disrespect to Derry Monaghan that is what, what, what the favourites are, are, are going to be tagged with James McCarthy is going to be so important that and that partnership with Fenton that second half from both of those guys gave Dublin such a platform but delighted for James and it's he looks like he's getting younger doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> And coming into this game, there's a little bit of unknown about Dublin, whether they can really match the Division 1 teams we didn't know because they'd only played yeah. Roscommon, they got the draw against Roscommon. So there was a little bit of what sort of Dublin are we going to get today? I think they, they answered all those questions. Yeah, and, and look, this there's no precedent for this year's championship. You're kind of looking and saying, you know, is coming in under the radar and, and not being tested much is that an advantage you, you look at Tyrone and Mayo who've come through a really difficult campaign the, the group tough group stages preliminary quarterfinals playing week on weekend back back, yeah. and they just seem to run out of gas completely whereas Kerry and Dublin have kind of cruised through the National League cruised through the provincial championships they seem to peak this yeah. weekend so is it part of a master plan from Jack O'Connor and Desi Farrell that they knew we just need to be ready for that quarter final weekend maybe that's the case it's a really small sample size it's just the first year of this championship but on, on what we've seen to date um, you would have to say that, that Dublin and Kerry seem to have timed it really well and we're, we're laughing chatting with, with other people here after the games we're talking all year about the most open championship in years and years and years and it could be a Dublin Kerry All Ireland final, yeah. <laughs> one of the most traditional matches. Now, look, Derry Monaghan will have a lot to say about that, but but, f- but for Dublin and Kerry, you would have to say that they've their performances, their best performances here by a mile, have come this weekend. And there's been question marks over both of those teams, their consistency, their their intensity, and their performances. What we've seen over the last two or three months, but when the chips were down this weekend against two big rivals, traditional rivals for Kerry and Tyrone and Dublin and Mayo. 
Kerry of Dublin really answered some questions over the last 48 hours. And big scalps in both games. Like, we really didn't expect it. I think Mayo today will leave bitterly disappointed yeah. that the scoreline was what it was. You know, in the end, the second half, I suppose Dublin just took over. But I think Mayo will leave thinking we had more to give there. Yeah, well, and look, look, you look at Mayo through the spring, win the National League and, and the style of play they played. They were the best team in the league by a mile in, in the spring and there was a real feel-good factor around Kevin McStay and players coming in and there was depth in their squad and you just felt like because the, the championship, there, there was no real front-runner. You felt like this potentially could be a year for Mayo and the, and the first season bounce under Kevin McStay and it looked like that and then they go into the championship, lose the opening day at home to Roscommon and that bursts a bubble but then they come back as Mayo, as only Mayo can five weeks later and annihilate the All-Ireland champions down in Killarney to think what a statement performance but that was as good as it got. It was a really like the labour to beat Loud and, and then they obviously lose the game to, to Cork and I think Mayo supporters and Kevin McStay, they look back at that game in the Gaelic grounds to be six points up coming down the stretch against Cork and to lose that game and end up in a preliminary quarter-final against Galway away from home despite winning that game it just felt maybe in hindsight that took a lot out of that Mayo team and yes like Mayo at their best it's all action it's energy it's runners from deep and they just didn't have anything in the, in the tank in that second half across the board it was universal all those guys Ryan O'Donoghue Paddy Durkin who were playing so well in the first half they just seemed to run out of steam and it's a really disappointing end to what was such a promising campaign for Mayo um, yeah it's, it's hard to kind of wrap it up any other way for them um, Aidan O'Shea he went off I think it was 47 minutes or yeah. so do you think that was the right call? I was surprised um, like I said, I, I thought he was causing that, that triumvirate with himself. Ryan O'Donoghue and Tommy Carter in the first half were really causing that Dublin full backline problems. And then he, he started seeing probably about five minutes before, five to ten minutes before half time, Aidan O'Shea started drifting out the field, whether that was in himself or whether it was McStay kind of bringing him out for, for Reap's kickouts. I think Mayo got the best out of Aidan O'Shea all year when he was kept inside. And he had a really defined role where you're going to be a target man and win the ball. We don't need you to score four or five no. points from play, but bring in Tommy Conroy and O'Donoghue. And that was working really well. Look at Mayo, all their best performances. That was Aidan O'Shea. Same in Killarney, same throughout the National League. Once he started coming out the pitch, he had less of an impact on the game. But as a Dublin supporter, I was happy to see him coming out back into his own half. You're happy he's not going to impact the game too much out there. And look, he comes off. 10 minutes into the second half it's not Aidan O'Shea's fault like Dublin had scored 1-5 without reply in that period of time the game was probably gone even at that yeah. point and he comes on Killian O'Connor comes in for him but he'll be, he'll be disappointed but for me looking outside as a Dublin supporter I didn't like when Aidan O'Shea was inside I felt he was causing lots of trouble and again I, I, I thought that was a real positive for Mayo and all their best performances and for them to go away from that today I was just surprised and Look, he, he'd be as disappointed as anyone. I, I thought he had a really good year for Mayo, but it's ultimately look, it's disappointing end for him and, and all those Mayo players. Overall, a good weekend? Um, look, I think Jack O'Connor and Desi Farrell are going to be very happy with how those games have gone. It was a, the biggest test for Kerry, the biggest test for Dublin. They answered it, they passed it with flying colours. For Armagh, for Kieran McGinney, I think they're a massive loser from this weekend to lose their third penalty shootout in 12 months. is is a heartbreaking way for them to lose, but I... I think they can kind of only have themselves to blame. I felt their approach to that game. I think they have the forwards and the style of play to play Sucro Park and take the game to Monaghan. They didn't do that. 
and, and that nearly played into Monaghan's hands and it was frustrating to Re- really frustrating to watch I think everyone was looking at that game yesterday I think Armagh have more tools to, to use and, and they didn't really back themselves they were safe and nearly going we don't want to lose the game but then for Monaghan and Vinnie Curry what a success story that is yeah. really difficult job to go into they couldn't really get a coach he takes it on keeps them in Division 1 and Monaghan are all out in semi-final so there's some brilliant stories from this weekend um, and look we've got two semi-finals the Ulster champions Derry are looking to wrong the right uh, from, or to right the wrongs from last year's semi-final defeat to Galway they're up against it against Kerry and Dublin will play Monaghan you'd have to say Dublin and Kerry are big favourites for both of those games but we'll see in two weeks time but, but all in all a brilliant quarter-final weekend uh, and I'm going home relatively happy Brilliant, Paddy. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ash. Desi, you must be pretty happy with that performance out there and through to the All-Ireland semi-final. Yeah, um, delighted with the result, delighted with the performance. Uh, very, very happy for the players themselves. Uh, they've been working very hard. Um, so, yeah, so the win gets us into the hat and now we've won in two weeks' time and we have to do it all again. Yeah, the draw was just done. What's your initial thoughts when you heard you got Monaghan? Yeah, um, I was very impressed with Monaghan yesterday. Uh, you know, they showed great determination, um, the resilience to hang on. And when the game was going away from that, that's what Monaghan bring. They're, they're never beaten and uh, they, they really are a clutch team, to use that phrase. And uh, um, they also relegated us last year to Division uh, 2. So we're very in the last game of the season, which was a big game for both teams. So... Um, Manon hold no fear of Dublin coming to play in Crow Park and uh, have nothing to lose so uh, we need to be really really well prepared and, and ready for a massive test and coming here today there was a little bit unknown about Dublin you know the only division one team you had played was Roscommon you mm. got a draw that mm. day for you was there a little bit of unknown too of how you could match the division yeah, one teams I, th- I think um, I think we were all very curious uh, to see how we'd make the step up and um, could could we get to another level um, because you know there's a lot of shadow boxing earlier in the season and uh, you know while you get promoted and you know the, the new championship format um, the the real competitive edge that championship edge wasn't there until today for us so it was um, it was pure knockout today and uh, we're playing one of the big guns and uh, it was we were all very interested to see how would we pass the test and uh, we've, we've passed the test but as I said inside this is only the first paper the second paper is to come and, um, and, and that's coming in two weeks for us and uh, uh, we just you know I, I definitely think the, the impact on teams who didn't have the two weeks uh, the one week um, turnaround was huge and Mayo seemed to run out of energy there so I'd be, uh, as I would, of course, uh, caution, urge some caution around how good the performance was because I think that's been a significant factor in the quarterfinals this weekend. And, um, you know, I, I just don't think we got Mayo at their best in that second half and, and definitely may have been something to do with uh, games back-to-back and their energy levels. But, look, from our perspective, uh, we had to go out and win and give a performance and we did that and we're very happy. Yeah, how impressed were you with the start of that second half in particular? Yeah, it was a very productive period for us. Um, we got up and at it early, and um, Paul Mannion's uh, point um, opener in the second half set the tone for us, and uh, we just got into a good flow. There was good energy about us, and um, we like to play some of that free flow and front foot football if we get the opportunity, and um, you know we, we capitalised on, on that period. 
There's a lot of good performances. Colin Bascal in particular, he's really coming into form this year. But James McCarthy, he does it time and time again. What a stalwart for Dublin. And yeah, he, the pace he has, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, the, um, delighted for Collie. Uh, Collie's been working really hard. Um, he, he always does, and it's, it's great to see him. Um, reap the rewards and Sir James McCarthy is just you know he is what he is and uh, he he continues to churn those types of performances out but 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 the lads you know they understand we chatted inside uh, immediately after the game and uh, that's done now you know it's about recovery and it's about focusing on the next game and all that victory did today was allow us uh, play again in two weeks time Brilliant, thanks for your time thanks Ah, uh, look, it's it's a, it's a tough arena to be in when when the dubs are when the dubs are um, in their pomp, you know. So it is tough. The gap, the gap at the end. I don't think we I don't think we deserve that gap, but it is what it is. Um, my overall sense is half time we were well in the game. We were absolutely where we thought we'd be, one or two up, one or two down, and um, we were well positioned. Uh, and you know the the the, go, the the goal chance in the in the first half that hadn't gone our way, and then the goal chance we give away at the hill end, and then we missed one at the canal end, and they're big swings, and Dublin really took oxygen from it and came alive and found their best championship form I'd say, uh, to, to date. So um, no excuses in terms of of the result. They were the better team by far. Very very good Dublin team when they were at it. Um, yeah. Was well, so. the sense coming out to the second half that that you were really going to go for? Well, absolutely. That was absolutely, and, and we had we had um, a very strong panel of subs uh, to go down. All ten of them were were uh, viable candidates to come on. No no question about that. And we had thought that through where we wanted to get it to in the in the third quarter. But someone just told me it was one seven without reply either side of the half. That's yes, you're not going to construct a whole lot. With that, but um, in mitigation, I, I'm, I'm going to say uh, our players gave us a great spin this year. We had four essentially, even though they're panelists for a year or two, they were you know rookies up around here. They will take an awful lot from this experience, um, uh, and we had a decent spring. So I have to look at this in the round, Michael, and, and, and see where we're going. And uh, it's not what we wanted. And championship is championship. I totally understand that. But in terms of building out what we want to, it wasn't a bad year. It didn't end the way we wanted it. We thought there was another, another round or two we might get to. But um, the dubs fairly closed that door today. Did the change from Kevin after half time today just to better? Did they look like they might have been No, I think they they selected very well. I mean, uh, when we when we got the changes, it was obvious to us they were very afraid of our pace up top. Um, and they were hoping to get the game to the third quarter and bring on then their pacey guys, um, Jack obviously in, in, in particular and, and, and uh, Paddy Small and so on. But we'd managed it well up to half time. You know, um, we had given them a lot of problems uh, up in the full line. Tommy and, and Ryan and, and Aidan were busy, busy enough. I, I felt throughout that period. But there's you know these big games swing on a moment or two. You know, we're still in it, we're, we're definitely breathing. We want to get it the third quarter and then the goal we give away, but like, you have to credit Dublin. Like, look at the way they finished that goal. They just popped it across and a guy 
pushed it into an empty net. Like in that moment, there were clinical. There was no chance that was going to be missed. And then that that hurt us. That that, that and then I think the ball broke fairly kindly for us and up the canal end, and we scuffed it a bit. And kind of right there, then you're saying, hmm, it's going to be a tough day. Even before that, that goal though, Kevin, they had scored the first three points in the second. Yeah. He hadn't weren't able to get out of your half. Yeah. Ah, to, I'd say about like, look, their their press on our kickout was was very very good. We we got a we got a bit of joy, but not not enough joy. And uh, it's it's frightening <laughs> when they when when they press up on you. And again, I'd say you know we have a, that's a, a a rookie goalie like he's a baby goalie in terms of of um, championship and, and and senior experience. But what he's done this year has been really really good for Mayo. And and you know he he can be Mayo's. One of Mayo's big keepers the next ten years if he wants to be. So he's had a, he's had an overall season that he has to re, he has to reflect and see the good parts as well. But the big 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 uh, experience for him today uh, to come up against that press and he, by and large he managed it. But it, it, it was a tough it was a tough. We, certainly they were getting theirs much easier than we were getting ours. And, and when you go out for a third quarter, because it's happened of course between Dublin and Mayo here before that the third quarter. Mm. Do you go out with it in your head what you are going to do, or is it guarding against what they're going to do? No, we, we absolutely wanted to win our kick out up high. We were going hard on that, and uh, but the breaks just didn't, you know, when, when you don't win it clean and it breaks off, doubles were just really hungry on that break, and it seemed to, seemed to go their way. They got more men in around it. Um, and that's definitely a place now we, we have to go back and, and improve on. We're not good enough at it yet. We're not, we're not up with the top teams in terms of our kick-out yet, but we will be. I have no doubt we will. We've great lads, um, great lads around it that'll think it through and they'll figure it out. And we'll get more experience, is, is my own view, uh, and we'll be better for this. We'll be better for this. It's, you know, it's our first year uh, together as a group. Like we're just finding each other out, figuring each other out. I've learned an awful lot about the boys, and uh, I'm sure they've fi- tried to figure us out a bit as well. But um, Overall, I'm not... I'm not broken or anything over this defeat. I'm disappointed for the big Mayo crowd that came up, uh, as they always do. But um, no, we'll we take a break now and figure out where we have to go to next to get to another level. Didn't see it, Shane. Just, I, 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 the fourth official does, he picked it up um, with his knees. That's what David said uh, on, the, on the mic. <coughs> I, I was too far away. I didn't, I, I didn't see it. I um no I didn't see it. Kevin, when I asked Brian Dillon last night, did the extra game, did it impact the extra game? Did you have obviously you would have liked to I I don't I don't honestly believe it impacted John. I, it's not somewhere I'd be going any in terms of an excuse. But you know there is a reality that the fortnight is the better rhythm. You know if you drill down into it, we missed three sessions because we lost to Cork. In other words, we missed Saturday just gone Monday and next Thursday if you know, if we were playing fortnight on fortnight so that's a big a big thing yeah, we'll have to figure out I'm sure the format will stay pretty much the same so we, we'll learn that bit that you know when you're in the in a good position to top your group it's probably the best way but absolutely no excuses guys that's not the space that the group are in and um, we, we uh, tip our hat to Dublin and, you know they were really really good when they were really really good and uh, good luck to them.
Gaelic football on Off the Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. <laughs> 